Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Sheesh, honest to God, I, I, I feel like I just spoke to you, right? No? Maybe? I don't know how you feel about that, but time is flying in Latin Tempest Fujit. Welcome back. It's another episode of The Truth is Barrel Proof Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day, every single time we have a new product to review for you. Um, we're hoping you're able to find something within whatever budget price point you have, flavor profile that you like, uh, distilling company that you enjoy. We have something for everybody on this podcast. Even though this stuff is supposed to be like five minutes or less, you already know where I'm at. I, if I feel like I, I, I want to speak to you for a little bit more than five minutes, I do. Because you know Jack, we always like, well, you need to keep it five minutes or less. I'm like, bruh, just stop chill <laughs> but you know what he's my brother i can I, I can get away with it that way but anyway it's friday friday welcome back thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the truth is barrel proof i always want to give a shout out to our sponsors uh whiskey wisdom the american standard tasting glass get yourself one get yourself a couple for gifts for friends that way you guys can do like a a pot a whiskey pot like thing and use american um tasting glass by whiskey wisdom to kind of check it out right so today where are we going remember i posted um a reel to kind of tease you as to where i was going i'm still staying in the craft arena um i am terrible at doing reels but you know what i was like you know my my friend stacy was like yo man you're, is it supposed to be trippy and upside down i was like yo man i can't be bothered i took it off and i redid it again and you know wanted to give you a snippet as to what i was talking about because i'm quite excited about it um, so this time, we're going back to Brown County. Stacy hates it when I talk like that. We're going to Brown County, Indiana. I am in the state of Indiana this time around. Um, so a couple months back, I had like less than 24 hours in Louisville, Kentucky. I attended the Bourbon Women's Symposium, of which I'd love to kind of share with you that I ended up being a finalist for their, uh, they have a program for scholarship um, for women that are trying to get into the whiskey industry. I ended up being a finalist and I uh, reneged to an amazing woman who rightfully won it. Ashley, darling, congratulations, do the damn thing. Um, however, with that, I've gained so much um, from that. It was an amazing blessing. So anyway, while I was there, what you do is with bourbon, uh, bourbon women at the symposium every year, they actually have several types of excursions and lessons and conferences that you can attend during that like a three, four day weekend, right? Dinners, networking events and opportunities and things like that. One of the things that I decided to do, again, I was stepping out of my comfort zone. I signed up for a tour, a distillery tour behind the scenes. And I ended up going to none other than Hard Truth Distilling Company out in Nashville, Indiana. And again, Brown County. So it was about, I think, an hour drive with the bus. Why did the bus, like, just die <laughs> on our way there? And I am weird. I am scared of small towns. Don't ask me why. Well, actually, I am scared of small towns, and there's a story behind it. But anyway, I, I, we don't know what happened. Whether a t I don't think a tire blew out or anything like that. Something must have happened with the engine, because I remember when it happened... We all were like, what the hell? And all we could see was like corn for miles. Listen, I'm not the one. <laughs> I had to make sure I had phone service. But anyway, um, that was the fun part of it. 
Um, but we end up going to Hard Truth Distilling Company. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. You can actually make a holiday weekend out of it. Take a date because it's 325 acres of bliss. It's heaven. Um, I'd love to take a loved one there with me, you know, and uh, spend some time out there. They have accommodations there available. I think they said that they use them as Airbnbs if they do not have like, you know, um, executives coming in and things like that. However, like I said, it's 325 acres of absolute bliss on that property. And they're still expanding, by the way. They have their distillery. They have a brewing company. They have a restaurant that is massive and gorgeous. And it actually overlooks like if you've ever like an amphitheater. They have an amphitheater where they have concerts. And the day we went there, there was a concert happening. And I was like, oh my God, I love this place. One of the cool tours, if you were able to do that or have a chance to, is what they call an ATV tour. You can actually tour the entire grounds, I think. Obviously, you're not going to be driving. They they give you a driver and you can drive and you can drink while they give you a tour. So I definitely want to do that next time. I'll take someone with me. Maybe I might throw it out there as a, a giveaway, as a prize. So hit me up on Instagram. Let me know if you guys are interested in doing, if I did a giveaway of a tour with Hard Truth, where you do an ATV tour um, and you get to see this. <laughs> it's magnificent. It's, I think it's one of the best distillery tours I've had thus far. It's absolutely lovely out there. So we get there and we are welcomed with cocktails. I think we had a boulevardier and um, master distiller Brian Smith is there. Jeff McCabe is there. All the three, I think three, four co-owners of this distillery are there. Their business dynamic is absolutely phenomenal. And what they're doing is great. I would highly recommend you guys look into Hard Truth Distilling Company. This particular review I'm doing, I think is very appropriate because we're going into the the temperatures are dropping and everybody's like, oh, sweater season, this and that. And I'm reeled back to rye whiskey. That's how I started my journey in whiskey is my love for rye whiskey. So I think this is absolutely lovely and full circle. So, um, yes, <clears throat> it's a 325 acre property and they have all those amenities that I had mentioned to you. When we got there, they split us, I think, into two groups. One followed master distiller brian smith and the other one had a another partner with him so i ended up being in the group with brian smith and uh the joke is that when we did the the tour you come up a path and you stop in a smokehouse do you know what they do there they take their barrels put them in there and they smoke it with a different type of wood your man it's like a sauna for barrels I wanted to stay there. I remember saying, uh, you guys can go ahead. Actually, Shannon, who is WTF Whiskey Food Travel, she'll tell you. I was like, yo, man, you guys can go ahead. I'm not, I'm going to stay here. It was so aromatic and fragrant, but at the same time, it was cathartic. Um, they took us throughout the entire tour. Um, the, the grounds are absolutely phenomenal. They're beautiful. At the end, you have the opportunity to purchase a bottle from the distiller or distillery. Um, and I remember um, just before we did that, we went outside and we did a toast and they have this pretty cool toast that they do. It's lovely. Um, you'll see one of the signs on my reel. I'll, I'll make a reel for you. OK, so that way you can see my entire uh, snippets of visit at uh, Hard Truth. But anyway, um, after that, you have the opportunity to purchase bottles and stuff like that. So the one that intrigued me, obviously, was the 
rye whiskey. So what am I talking about today? It's the Hard Truth Sweet Mash Rye Straight Rye Whiskey. I had such an amazing time with the women, with bourbon women. And uh, talking to Brian Smith, he nerds out on yeast strains like how Dr. Pat Heist nerds out on yeast strains. He actually had the opportunity to collaborate and work with him in regard to that. And so you will see that style of distilling with him in that respect. So it was absolutely phenomenal to see that. And again, I'm blessed to kind of come across all these amazing distillers that show me a different facet of what they are and the precision um, and, and, and their passion of what they love. You know, um, Alan, Alan is just this maverick who just does this amazing thing with, you know, with, with different types of flavor profiles, absinthe, vermouth, you name it, he does it. And he chose you and he, and he shows you how to do it bit by bit, one thing at a time. And then you come with Brian Smith and Dr. Pat Heiss, where they're nerding out on knees strains and how that is going to affect, um, their distillate and the outcome of it. How are they trying to do that? All three gentlemen that I've mentioned, um, you know, there's so many others that I have come across that I'm blessed to know. You know, they all have that facade. Talk to them, get to know them, ask them those questions. They're more than willing to show you that, right? But anyway, so Brian Smith was showing me and nerding out um, on the yeast strains and the entire um, process as to what they do. The particular bottle that I had chose was a sweet mash rye i'm sure all of you know about sour mash right sour mash think of it like um you know when you're making bread you're always going to have a starter that yeast that always when you make a bread you take a portion away like you you save a portion for the next batch that you're going to do right so it's almost like yes that solera kind of thing but not quite with a sweet mash what you're going to be doing is starting from scratch all the time can you imagine the attention to detail that you're going to have to have on that um the amount of time precision that you have to have on that you have to make sure your stuff is not going to cross contaminate at any point in time and that's where i have absolute respect for you know what they do their craft their love their passion they keep that stuff to a t right so sweet mash rye is going to be starting with fresh ingredients every single time sour mash on the other hand you always have like that starter you know like when you have bread that's what you're going to have and that's the difference between those two so the one that i have is a a sweet mash rye straight rye whiskey when i look at the bottle there's no age statement but i'm thankful for the education that i'm kind of accumulating thus far anytime i see something that says straight bourbon whiskey straight rye whiskey i know it's going to be about a minimum of about two to three years right without even me looking at you know websites and what 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 it's always important um, to always kind of understand how to decipher a label. So if you see straight rye whiskey, you know that it's a minimum of two to three years. And that's what it is with them. Okay. Um, it's coming in at 115.3 proof, which is 57.65 ABV for mine, alcohol by volume. Remember, you take ABV times two, you get a proof point with that, right? The price point for this one, I think, was about $70, which is not too bad. The bottle I have, I'm blessed, was signed by all three co, like all the partners that were there. They all signed it. So it's a lot of fun. And I actually shared my bottle with a whole bunch of friends of mine. So I don't have much left, but it doesn't matter. That's what, what's the most important thing is sharing it with everyone, right? Um, so at 115.3 proof, 57.65 ABV. And that's what we have with that. The bottle that I have is batch three, 
dump date was actually 216 of this year. Um, it's Mash Bill 1 with 30 barrels being released of this particular release, right? Now, Mash Bill, you ask me, this is where I think if I am late on the story, you let me know. Mash Bill is um, 94% rye and 6% malted barley. I really am thinking as we go forward, you know how the trends have been happening where you see stuff in finished uh, barrels? I really think now we're going to be going into like more emphasis on grains per se. And what I mean by that is not necessarily mash bill, but what type of a particular grain are you using? Um, many episodes ago, I talked about the Dickel Leopold Brothers collaboration. Remember? A bruisey. A bruisey rye. You know, you see that and you see, oh, oh my God, what kind of an extrapolation are you going to have? If you think of Monongahelia, um, Pennsylvania, Maryland area, I think of Sagamore, Old Overholt, rye whiskey, German seeds and that sort of thing. I really think we're going to start to see that um, eminence or emergence of the different grains that people are going to be using. A little bit more conversation with that as well, because I'm actually fascinated by that. So in this particular mash bill, we have 94% rye, um, 6% malted barley. And I will talk about it in a little bit um, as I decipher the flavor notes here for you. Um, so I, as always, traditionally, I have a pour here that I always want to talk to you about. And I share that with you, yeah? Oh, man, the nose is on fire, right? Um, so the pour here that I have with me in my whiskey wisdom glass, right? It reminds me of like a gold bar, right? Uh, a literal gold bar that you store in a bank, but make it more concentrated, a little bit darker. So you almost have those embers of amber and that gold elixir luxurious hue to it. And that's what it looks like. As I move this around, a lot of people like to swirl. That's fine. Even if you roll your... Um, pour around and what I'm trying to do is get those legs and when I look at the legs they're a bit thin for something that's 115 proof right again but I'm still not going to judge a book by its cover because I want to know from start to finish what's going on with this journey yeah so like I said it's that amber gold bar luxurious elixir on the color so here we go um Oh, my days, that nose is absolutely lovely. And I think it's very artistic. I know I sound weird when I say that. Um, you know, because art is interpretive, right? It's subjective, yeah? But this is absolutely gorgeous. It's very complex. It's Oh, yeah. It's very complex. It reminds me of... I know... I know I digress, it sounds terrible, but um, my high school education, I did um, arts because I thought I was going to become a lawyer. And I think of literature in English, specifically Shakespearean um, literature, because Shakespeare literature, you're learning the language of the old. And not only that, you have to interpret it into modern language. On top of that, you have to de then decipher what was the interpretation at that point in time. Now, how we extrapolate that and put it into this, when you know hard truth, sweet mash rides, an absolute Shakespeare work of art. And what I mean by that is I, I've been, you know, I've been opening this up and so on, right? 
the layers don't come at you immediately. They literally linger and start to unfold like, you know, like an origami or an onion layer. So give yourself time when you taste this. The other um, disclaimer that I do put is that even though it says it's a sweet mash, right? Remember, sweet mash means that they're doing ingredients from scratch. It does not quite necessarily mean it's sweet on the onset, right? But if you have a, like a super, super sweet tooth, this might not be up your alley. And I'll tell you why as I go along, yeah? So keep that in mind. But the nose is absolutely gorgeous almost makes me feel like I'm in a museum somewhere because I do love art as well. So on the nose, I'm getting beautiful hints of this gorgeous vanilla, the best French vanilla that you can get, like split that bean down the middle and take a paring knife and scrape that out. That's what you're going to get on this one. Beautiful. And it's got this subtle nuttiness, almost like walnuts, unsalted. And then it, it, it gives you this hug of like a floral perfume note. But again, it's not in a in a bad connotation. The floral note is gorgeous because it's, tell, you know, so at that point when I got that floral, I had to stop and then I had to add water and I was like, okay, leave it alone. Let it breathe in my glass. And then I went back, I rolled it around, I let it open again. And as I did that, that floral note transcended into crisp and I was like okay crisp what am I thinking about and I know it sounds weird I thought okay cold crisp and then it came through as pear a subtle apricot and apple green apple to be specific red delicious apples are very sweet all the way around green apples will give you that tart crisp sweetness and that's the sweetness that we get not necessarily like that full-on sugar sweetness that's what you're going to get with this one so i just wanted to let you guys know that and be cognizant of that especially when you're nosing and trying because we all have different palettes like i mentioned before you start with okay what does it smell like what does it remind you of like i said i got that sweetness which is that vanilla bean it's being split down the middle and the paring knife is going through that's the scent you get it transcends into that subtle nuttiness but what kind of a nut right it's not peanuts it's not salted it's not pecans but it's that walnuts that's unsalted it's not cashews you know and so you go on down that list give yourself grace and give yourself time and i said it's floral but that floor added a cup of water and then it transcended into a crisp i think of yellow and light greens and i was like oh crap it, it smells like a pear but then it gives you the subtle sweetness of an apricot and then it transcends again into a green apple tartness on that and i get this gorgeous off note of like cocoa right not cocoa nibs cocoa oh bloody lovely i tell you okay so let's go ahead and try Wow. Ooh, okay. It's thin. So it moves around your mouth very, very well. However, I will tell you, as you kind of try and draw it back as if you're about to swallow, that dryness, the tannic presence comes through. But it doesn't make you salivate, but it makes you say, hey, I'm aware I'm here. Okay. Oh. Mm beautiful and every time i think of a rye whiskey i always think about heat but i will tell you 
when I think of a green note, I'm not getting spearmint, I'm not getting pine or anything like that. So I implore you, don't run away. It's not that type of a rye whiskey. This is absolutely more complex. This is like a work of art. So bear with me, right? So off the bat is warm. Remember when the fall, we're going into cold, winter's coming, like Game of Thrones type situation, yeah? And so what I get with this is this absolute bang in my mouth, eminent like black pepper. That's that spice that I'm getting. And I had to give it time to open up and talk to me. It took me several tries or sips to be like, okay, what, what else are you telling me? So the next thing that you get... it's a very subtle sweetness it's that maple maple subtle but it's sweet it's gorgeous and you get apple green apple again coming through on that and again remember this is batch number three that i'm talking about and as that palette finishes, you get um, the remnants of what green tobacco is. That cocoa comes back through. That rice spice is still coming through. You do get hints of that green and that beautiful chocolate color and that light crisp. You know, like as if you were drinking like a, a Sauvignon Blanc, that light yellow color. That's what you're going to get on this. The finish is medium to long and absolutely gorgeous. And what I think about this particular rye for my rye purists, remember I talk about Masterson's, Hard Truth is up there with their sweet mash rye. It's absolutely phenomenal. I love it. I think of cocktails that have to do with um, apple, obviously, because we're going into the fall. I also think of cocoa. I think of like a, a derivative of a chocolate martini. Don't make a chocolate martini, but make something off of that. Um, I think of um, chocolates, chocolate martinis, cocoa. I wouldn't do espresso with this because espresso is sharp and bitter. And then you do espresso with this, it's bitter on bitter. You want to be able to have contrasting flavors. You Yes, it's cocoa. If it's a cocoa of sweetness and powder and fineness, add this to cut through that decadence. It's absolutely lovely. If you had a chocolate cake, please tell me in Instagram. If you do do a chocolate cake and you try this um, hard truth sweet mash rye, what does that taste like for you, right? Um, again, I think this is sixty nine ninety five in the store. Um, I got it there. Um, again, check out Hard Truth Distilling Company. They're doing phenomenal things in Brown County, Indiana, Nashville, Indiana. Go visit them. It's not just as the distillery. They have restaurants, music, accommodations, and an amazing time. Take your loved one. Take someone on a date. Do something different, right? Um, as always, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of The Truth is Barrel Proof. Thank you so much for supporting us. As always, um, you'll see me here every single Friday, except for the time I had COVID. I'm so sorry, but I'll always be here for you every single Friday when you're driving to work, from work, cooking, getting ready to go out or whatever. I'll be here every Friday. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful journey with Hard Truth. Check them out. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.
Hey everyone, as you always know here at the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, we love to bring to you the different types of whiskey from the different genres, from the different parts of the world. And we're doing this tasting with our none other than the American Whiskey Glass by Whiskey Wisdom. Now, if you look on our bio, there is a code there that you can use for your purchase. It's TTIBP and you get 10% off your first purchase. As always, hit us up every single day on the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, the home of the American Whiskey Gloss. What's up, Truth is Barrel Proof fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the 14? or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcasts. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts... You have everything.